Well, T, I appreciate you talking football with me, but let's talk about you now. Let's get into the mind of LT. You yes, played sir. 10 years in the NFL. You left. And now you're the senior vice president of Wheels Up. How did that happen? And, and, and tell us your maturation from, from leaving the league to becoming the, the senior vice president of Wheels Up. So football, as you know, I was being a kicker, man. I was always preparing for life outside of football. I just, you know, I was an undrafted guy like you. Yep. And as you know, I mean, everyone's expendable in the NFL. But being a kicker, I mean, I was always two bad games away from being unemployed. And so I really took advantage of relationships when I played, meeting people, shaking hands, making sure I went to events in the off season because football doesn't last forever. Definitely. And both you and I played a long time, but when we get out, we're 33, 34, 35. Still young in the scheme of life. <laughs> so oh, I have friends, met people through football in Wichita, Kansas. Mm. That's the aviation capital of the world. They mentioned Wheels Up. Hey, this new company's coming out. This was five and a half years ago. So I literally was done with football about eight or nine months and then literally went right into the workforce. Oh, it wasn't wow. long. I didn't, as much as I wanted to coach football, be around football, it just is not for me. Like, yeah. I don't want to be away from home or. You away sound from just my like family. me, man. <laughs> We've all seen those coaches. It's not the greatest lifestyle. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's just, so for me, it wasn't for me. I had opportunities there. I had opportunities in television. But it was still being at the venue, getting there two or three days early. I just, it wasn't for me. So anyway, uh, jumped into Wheels Up, uh, you know, started in sales, still in sales. Uh, the company has grown enormously. It's uh, You got a billion-dollar valuation. I mean, I started here. We had six planes. We now have over 120 airplanes. Uh, but it has gone really really well don't get me wrong i, I miss sundays mm. i don't miss i don't miss monday through saturday at all yeah you know i mean I, I miss the guys and i miss the games but um it's a transition too as you probably how long you've been done now uh going on year two now so yeah so you're so i'm in five i'm in year six and it's i, I still feel sometimes like yeah. i still do this but you know i miss it i really do miss it and it's a hard transition i mean don't get me wrong. I, you know, a lot of players struggle with it. I still struggle with it to some degree. Yeah. Um, um, but I love being able to talk about it like I am now and and watch it. But there's nothing like playing it. But post football has been good, man. I, I don't really have a lot of regrets at all. I mean, I I got to play in New York. I won a couple Super Bowls. I got I met a lot of people. Um, and as you know, a lot of those teams we played on those. I mean, everyone's done well, and yeah. that, but that's not that's not common. I mean, to be honest, we all know, um, as you know, we I, I went up a few years ago and, and we buried uh, Tyler Sash. You yeah. remember Tyler? Yeah, that was that's it, tough. It's, it it is, but there's a lot of really good cool stories out there. But you know, as you mentioned, they only talk about all the guys who are broke or on drugs or getting arrested. Exactly. I mean, Let's let's focus on the positive. There's so many guys doing great things out there. Yeah, and that's exactly why I wanted to do part of my podcast, use my platform to show guys like you. And I had like Carlos Dunlap on here earlier this week to show the positive that they're doing. He he started his own restaurant and is doing well. Does a lot of charity in the Cincinnati and, and Charleston, South Carolina area. Also, my good friend Chris Obanaya is started a company where he helps college athletes and pro athletes trans transition to their next phase of life, which I think is really important because 
a lot of these guys have been doing this their whole life, as you know. And once football is done, they're like, I don't know what to do. And I think it was really important that you said, like, you went out, you shook hands and met people. And that's always something that I've always been really good about. Going out there, meeting different people, seeing seeing what my interests are, what piques my interest, and figuring out what I wanted to do. I mean, I kind of always knew I wanted to go into broadcasting, even since college. But it was good to be able to meet different people. And, and, and through the NFL, I mean, I was blessed to be able to go to broadcast boot camp and, and journal, oh, yeah. journalism boot camp and, and all these things and be able to work with the NFL Network, work with CBS. And it's been a blessing. And, and I don't think a lot of people, like I said, they don't really know what they want to do once they finish playing. But I was blessed to be able to go out and, and meet different people. And I think it's important and very important what you said. Like, you have to get out there and think outside of football because – the NFL stands for not for long. You're not playing this right. game forever. So to yeah. me, like I said, you couldn't have been, you know, you it know, was there's bullseye. A, there's a lot of things I will disagree with about mm. the NFL, but what what people always ask me is about the resources available to us. Oh, man. I think you would agree. The NFL does a really good job of offering resources to us, whether it's financial, workforce, schools, you know, the Wharton School of Business, Stanford, yep. Penn. But nobody takes advantage of those things. I did. Nobody. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. but, but they do offer resources, and sometimes they get a bad rap on that. But really, I love what your friend's doing. Yeah. I mean, the, people forget there's so many college football players, more so than pro, that come out of college having been told what to do since they were nine in a football forum. Exactly. That's all they've ever known. And sure, they have a degree, and people will say, well... They've got a degree. We pay for it. That, well, that's great. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But they still need to learn. You know, a lot of people have aspirations. If you play at a Power 5 school, you have aspirations to play pro football. I don't care what you no, say. You, that's, you, that's why you went there. <laughs> right. Unless, you know, the people that go to Harvard and Penn and yeah. these Ivy they they like football, but they also, their, their, their beliefs after college are, I'm going to go work. Exactly. Nobody really goes to the Ivy. Not saying that that's a bad thing, but I'm just saying – college there's got to be just so many more kids coming out that need help need guidance need some sort of hey you know this is how you shake somebody's hand this is how you meet somebody or you know or go into a business meeting because even though i felt i was well traveled having played in new york it was still an adjustment for me because as you can imagine and being in private aviation I'm dealing with CEOs. I go into boardrooms. I go into companies and sit in there and sit in front of all the decision makers and have conversations and try to sell my product to them and have to be educated on airplanes and, and knowledge of my product. But it, it, it was an adjustment, but I felt like I was training myself my whole life while playing football in New York. As you know, we have a lot of things, a lot of opportunities up there, a lot of people we get to meet that are decision makers and one of the reasons I took a job so quickly was my name was still relevant and and I think people need to understand you can't wait two three years after you're done because you know not saying you're going to be irrelevant but you know you just need to go right into the workforce because people will hire you because we played in the NFL I'm not going to without a doubt Without a doubt. My company uses it to a certain degree. Um, We do a lot of business in New York, and there's a lot of Giants fans up Mm. there. So if I can get a meeting based off me having played with the Giants, I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Yeah, To me, it's it's great what you said. I mean, 
what my friend's doing. Like, there's so many college athletes that go, like you said, to Power Five schools, and they've been told their whole life, man, you're gonna be able to play in the NFL and this and that. And like you said, they've always been taught what to do. So when that doesn't pan out, what do I do next? And the NFL has been a great source of that. And I will say that, um, like you said, a lot of people aren't taking advantage like they need to. And, and I would tell any guy, all the boot camps they have out there, do them all until you figure out what exactly you want to do with your life. Because these are things that are free. Most jobs don't give you resources like this. You're not going to be able to get resources like this when you finish. And my mentor, Jerry Medeline, and you already said it too, like as soon as you walk away from football, the less people really care. I, would, I don't want to say care about you, but it's practically what it is. The less right. they care about you or care because you're an afterthought now. While you're playing, everybody's like, yeah, I love you and all this. But you become less relevant as soon as you walk away from the game. And, and, I, and I love that you said that because that's so true. So, like, when you finish playing, you need to almost know exactly what you're going to do. And, and I would say from, like, year three for me or two or three, because I would say your first year, you're really trying to figure it out. You know, especially as an undrafted rookie, you don't really have time to try to figure out what you want to do outside of football because you, you're trying to make the team and try to figure out how to be a pro. So I would say by your second or third year, you need to already be thinking about, yo, what do I want to do after football? And then that's what I did. I was able to, to start broadcasting when I was in Jacksonville, working for 1010, 1010XL on the radio weekly. I had my own segment there. And, and from there, just taking it off when I was with the, the Jets, you know, I, I worked with S&Y and then in Buffalo, MSG, and even in the offseason – I've been working with NFL Network while I was playing, so it was a blessing for me to be able to do that. And and it, and if it wasn't for the NFL, I don't know if I would have had those resources to be able to go into different radio stations or, or to a company like CBS or, or, or NFL Network and actually get a job. You know, right. so like guys what, really do what, need and, and, to take advantage of that. Yeah, I just think that in, in New York, there's just so many opportunities I mean to you to your point the media capital of the world which yeah. was right up your alley mm-hmm. um, you know it's interesting my company is based out of New York but I didn't know any of the people prior to Wheels Up uh, beforehand when I was playing I just oh, didn't uh, I didn't know them. but yeah. again having to do business in New York and all over the country um, when I send emails it's, you know I usually two out of three times get an email back, were you the kicker for the Giants? Because they all see your name on your signature. So, And then you just ride with it because it is relevant and it makes you relevant. And so you get to have, you know, it, it helps the conversation. Yeah, definitely. What would be your advice to any player that's trying to figure out what that next step is after football? I mean, you already said go out and meet people, but what, other, what specific advice would you go and give to them? Man, there's specific advice... I, that's the main one, but um, you talking about while they're playing? Yeah, while they're playing, because like you said, I mean, at any time it could be over. So, I, so if somebody yeah, trying to figure out what what's my next step after football while I'm playing? Yeah, prepare like it is going to be over tomorrow, and that's not a great way to think. But man, that's how you the reality of that business is if you if you're not preparing for post football, you're, you're fooling yourself because yeah. you know we all make great money, sure, but but not all of us make. Manning and Brady and Russell Wilson type money and I mean exactly. that's that's crazy money. Yeah, we, we're all doing well, but at the same time, that money is not going to sustain me for the next sixty years of my life if I'm fortunate to live in my night. I just you you have to be conscious of the fact that football, the average career, we all know it's less than four years. Yeah, um, I would just say always be prepared, right? Whether it's in life, football. 
post football, you got to prepare for everything. And I don't have any real specific advice, like in terms of do this, do that. But I feel like just shake hands, meet people, go to those golf tournaments, right? Everyone, every team has a golf tournament. Those people are paying fifteen thousand dollars to play golf. Yeah. Those people are decision makers. No question. So if you make a good first impression, you're going to have opportunities when football is over. Um, go to the charity events, right? The, mm. All the charity events that the, the community relations teams from the teams put on for you. Go to those. You're going to meet people. That's As you know, life is about relationships. Definitely. And, and yeah, I mean, you can have education. You can have credentials. But if you don't know anybody... It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> and it sucks to say that, but it's true. I think another good point that you really made, LT, is that people assume that if you play X amount of years in, in football that you're set for life. And it's like you said, not everybody makes Peyton Manning money. Like, I didn't make Von Miller money. I didn't I didn't make Demarcus Lawrence money. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't make those type of Khalil Mack money. Like, even though I played 10 years, like, yeah, I would be set for, for a few years, but I still need to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Because that money will run out, and then you end up being a statistic, which you yep. really don't want to be. And that's all they really talk about is, is players being broke or getting in trouble. And, like, I think more players, if they really dive into the fact that if you didn't make that type of money, and even if you did, you still need to figure out what you want to do because you're going to drive yourself crazy Absolutely. just <laughs> sitting at home if you're not doing anything. So, like LT said, go out, meet these people. When you're at the charity events, every team uh, at the end of camp has a, a lunch and kickoff. Whoever you sit with at those tables, like you said, some of those tables are fifteen, twenty thousand a piece to be at. Talk with those people, see what they're doing, see if it piques your interest, man. Because, like you said, those are the decision makers, and those are the people that could potentially be your future boss. Well, I would say this, you know, and I didn't have this, but it, it became relevant to me now. Is if I was playing like again now in this day and age, I would have a business card. Yeah. Oh, that's I yeah, really that's smart. Would, I didn't even I think would, about I that. Would give, I would have a card. Obviously, we all have cards with our jersey and helmet but i would have a card made up and every time i went somewhere because you think about all the people you met that you probably never got their contact exactly that's another another uh, uh example of you know kind of uh, things I, I would recommend to players doing right now is mm. make yourself 500 business cards it'll cost you 20 bucks exactly and then be the best 20 dollars you ever spent give those people your contact information and prepare for tomorrow because to your point, the money is great. It keeps us afloat, but if you got to have a purpose. When you get done with football, our purpose for so long was entertaining people and being good at something, whether it's kicking or rushing the passer or tackling a, a ball carrier. Yeah. But after that, your purpose is undefined. Very true. And so my, my purpose right now is obviously – you know, a big thing for me was, you know, getting up and going to work and, and showing my kids that, yeah, dad played football, but, you know, I work too. Yeah. And, you know, that's important to me to show them that, yeah, I'm going to go to work just so you can see me going to work. Yeah, I play football, but you got to have a purpose. If you don't have a purpose, you're going to die. Like, yeah. you're going, your brain will die, your spirit will die. Um, you're just going to lose your mind. Because, we all went through that period of time. That and that nine months before I took a job with Wheels Up, I was at the golf course all the time. Like that was kind of like my new locker room. I was trying to make up for something that wasn't there anymore, so I would yeah. go to the golf, go to the golf. And if and I live in Kansas, it gets cold as hell. About <laughs> I'm gonna say probably around like end of October, yeah, right? right now. 
<laughs> and, and so that golf course, you are not playing golf between now and like April. Exactly. It's not. But that, and that was about the time I took the job with Wills Up. It was October of 2014. But I had been going to the golf course and I went out there like in the middle of the week one day. I'm back there on the chipping, chipping green and I looked around and I was like, there's nobody out here. Mm. I'm a loser. <laughs> That's what I thought to myself. <laughs> and it hit me right then and there. I remember the moment like it was yesterday. I said, I got to get a job. Yeah. Like, but I did, I did need that time though. I needed that seven, eight, nine months to kind of figure it out and, and decompress from football uh-huh. and move on. But yeah, I think it's important, especially the business card thing. I really like where you went with that because I remember when I went to broadcast boot camp, I actually was one of those guys I printed out, I want to say like 300 or 400 business cards and was handing it out to every exec there. And not only did I hand them out, I would take it a step further. I would text my info to them right there so I already had their contact in my phone and they had my contact in your phone. So I think that's really smart what LT said. When you go out and you go to these, these, these functions and you have a business card, Hand it to them, but make that eye contact and actually exchange numbers right then and there. That way they have you locked in. And because they probably get a million business cards too. But you want to make yeah. sure that they have your contact in their phone and save. So when you call or text them, they know exactly who it is. And players don't – you've been to all these events where it's the full team or half the team. Yeah. Or the, 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 the guys, for whatever reason, do not engage with people – very, they don't get too yeah. far. Hey, they'll shake a hand, <laughs> yeah, and they're cordial, but not yeah. enough guys truly engage and and ask the right questions to people about what they're doing, or because that's important to show interest in what they're doing as well as. But you know, that's just a product of, of a lot of guys not having been in that situation. To your point, the the locker, all they've ever known is locker rooms. Exactly. I mean, and so while the locker room is great and it's fun, it. The, the business world can is becomes your play, can become your playground after you get out of the locker room. Oh yeah, and, and definitely, and like you said, guys aren't really used to being in those situations. And uh, furthermore, that's why I kind of really love what my friend is doing is helping guys transition to that next phase because that's a learned behavior. You have to learn that if you don't really see it and, and see it and apply, then you don't really know. If you've only known one thing your whole life, then. <laughs> How can you know that, you know, I need to really interact with these people? I mean, of course, like you said, people are cordial and everything, but you need to really dive into people's lives and see what they have going on. Because like I said, that could be something that piques your interest and something that could be a future job for you. Absolutely. I agree.